I don't even know if it's the 25th, but I do have no problem celebrating Jesus' birthday once a year. My birthday is once a year. Actually, it's January 6th, old Christmas. So what I'm saying is, and then I quit buying gifts, too, at that time, and I still don't buy a lot of gifts. It, it just, it's the rat race. I don't believe in using Christmas. I did not advertise Christmas for the restaurant. Come on in, we'll give you a free dessert for Christmas. I could have loaded the place up. I'm not going to make money on Christmas. Commercialize Christmas. I never did, and I'm not going to start at my age. Why would you commercialize Jesus Christ to make money? And that's what this whole mess is about. Simon mentioned why Jesus was born. And I'm going to tell you A little bit why I preach like I do. I've got my family from South Dakota. Two of the oldest boys are born again. And boys, I want you to remember what I say today. Because you know, I might be gone next year. And I'm going to tell you why I preach like I preach and why I do what I do. You know, the Bible talks about, you know, let me show you something. There are given to us precious promises, the Bible says, and I put you in diligence. We talked last time I talked about diligence. Now look at yourself and see if you were diligent in seeking God this week. And it says give diligence, add to knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness. If these things be in the bound, they make you not lack in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind, blind, and dop him at the hand, is blind and cannot see afar off. But if you do, he that doeth these things shall never fall. Wow. Are you having a struggle trying to stay above sin? Can't stay off the things you need to on your phone? Watching movies and doing things? You just ask God to forgive you because you feel condemned and then you fall right back in. Well, why don't we try to do what he said, to try to get, keep those precious promises and go after those things. And then he says, if you do, he that lacketh. And then he gives, right there he says, wherefore, let's look at this. The rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. How sure are you this morning that your calling that God has given you, election, we elect the president, God has elected you to be his child, and you're making sure this is sure. Or do you sometimes wonder if I'm going to make it to heaven? We can come boldly to the throne of grace. We don't have to wander. Make your election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. I think it necessary, Peter says, and this is why I preach. I think it necessary as long as I'm in this body to stir you up. That's what I'm trying to do. I want to stir you people up. And many of you are stirred. Many of you are hungering after God. But I want to stir you up, Peter says, as long as I'm in this tabernacle. Even as the Lord Jesus has showed me. Even after I'm gone, that you'll keep these things in remembrance, what I say. 
stir you up. That's what the Bible says. Another place it says, I think it necessary. That's what I just, that's what I just read. And then there's another one in, in uh, Peter. Uh, there's another one that says, Timothy, I put you in remembrance. I'll stir up the gift of God. Gift of God. The Bible says it's a gift unspeakable. Many people believe in Jesus, but they've not received him. This is the gift of God. This Christmas, it's the gift of God. The gift that he said all them that receive him, he gives them power to become sons of God. Paul says, I don't come to you preaching in man's wisdom and all these fancy words and all these things, but in power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. So your faith is not in what man say, but in the power of the Holy Spirit. In power of the Spirit, receiving this gift in your heart and receiving the power of God to live above sin, to live, to serve Him, to praise Him no matter what the situation is. Then he goes on and says, people are not understanding this. For I have not seen, nor has your ear ever heard the things written for them that love God. He says there, it has been written. He quotes the Old Testament. Then he says, but God has now revealed them to us by the Holy Spirit. For the Spirit of God has revealed them to us by a Spirit. But the Spirit of man cannot understand the things of God. That's why they killed him. They did not, and he says right after that, that's why they killed him. They didn't understand the things of God. This is the gift of Christmas. Receiving the Holy Spirit. You can believe in Jesus all you want. But if you don't receive him into your heart, this wonderful gift does you nothing. The Bible speaks about whom you also, also believed. After you believe, you received. The down payment of the inheritance. The down payment and the spirit of the inheritance until the purchase of the purchase of possession, redemption. We have received this down payment in our heart, which is the Holy Spirit. This is the gift of God, which is eternal life. This life is in us, this eternal life. Do you feel it? Do you walk it every day? So I stir you up because he talks in here and you read about this. If you're not going to be stirred up and you're lukewarm and you're not after God doing this, you're not, we're not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. And I got to make it. I don't know about you, brother, but I'm going to have to make it to heaven. I've tasted hell. I've seen hell. And I've tasted heaven. And hell is one place I, ain't, I don't want to go. I got to make it. I don't know about you all. But I got to make it. And I want every one of you here to make it. Paul, so on, Paul says, knowing the wrath of God, that we must all appear before the judgment seat of God, therefore persuading men. Oh, my, if you don't make it, you know what's going to torment you the most if this thing kept you out of hell? This thing. Why did I do that? 
You'll know why you're there. I'll know. If I don't make it, I'll know why I'm there. That's why I walk a clear conscience moment by moment. I'm not perfect. I fail. But I'm telling you, when I do something wrong, I know it as soon as I do it, and I make it right just like that. I can't live in the misery, half-Christian misery, guilt, and all that garbage, and not feeling the power and the joy of the Lord. I can't live like that. That's miserable. That's absolutely miserable. You know why? The Bible says if you believe in Christ in this life, you're almost men most miserable. That's why the devil's miserable. He believes in Jesus and he shakes. Why? Because he can't be forgiven. You'd be shaken too. That's why when you talk to Amish, you start talking, they're scared. Why? But he hoff, he hoff in Jesus, but they don't know they're forgiven. If you don't know it, then you're almost men miserable. If you, I got Muslims working for me. They're happy all the time. God showed me a lot by hiring them. They're happy, and they, they laugh, and they talk, and well, you ought to hear them gibbering each other. And then they laugh, and I have no clue sometimes what they're saying. I don't anytime. I know they're talking to them, whatever. I don't care what they're saying. But what I'm saying is, why are they so happy? There's no conscience. Oh, they got a conscience. Don't you fool nobody. They don't eat pork, and I cannot make a piece of chicken right on the same grill where I make the pork, or they won't eat it. They were eating my rolls. They just loved them like crazy. And I happened to think I put pig lard in there. Oh, Lord. Should I confess to them or shouldn't I? If they found out down the road and they knew I knew it and I don't confess, I'm going, they won't trust me. I said, I got to talk to you. And I showed her that box and had a picture of a pig. We said, oh, she went like that. It's okay, it's okay. But, man, they won't touch him now. I'm going to put some chicken lard in there. Seriously. So they can eat them. I mean, I, you know, they're good workers. I mean, work, faithful. Okay. You know what gives them a guilty conscience? When they go against what they're taught. This girl's 21. She lives at home. Listen to her mom and dad. When they go against what they're taught, like eating that pork, isn't that remind you of where you come from? I was thinking here this morning. Supposing I got a camel with my buggy. You think I could be part of the Amish? You got to have a horse. <laughs> I think I saw a picture of a camel. What I'm trying to say is that's why the Amish are happy. That's what they're taught. That's why they smoke, and they're still happy. They don't have a conscience that teaches them you can live above sin. Wow. We have so much to share and to preach the truth. God has so much truth in here, in the Bible. I'm not sure exactly which direction I want to go. But I'm going to share something with you that God, I believe, showed me for myself. There was a, three stories about people being the, guy, the lost sheep. You know the story. The, the, the shepherd went after it. You remember the story? Seems to me like that's a picture of somebody that's in the world. Like a little sheep. The next one is a woman lost a coin under the rug, whatever where it was. Seems to me like that's some, maybe one of our children get lost in the church. Says in the house. The next one is the lost son. And what I see here, and I want to share this. 
Because I think many people think they're fine because they've never been to the pig pen or they're not in the pig pen. Out of spike, I want him. He was in the pig pen. Look at Daniel there. He was in the pig pen. That's why they're so excited. They need Jesus so much because they were in the pig pen. Well, you can think that all you want. But here's what God showed me is the pig pen. It says there about that lost son. You know what it says? When he came back, God said he was, lo- he's, he was lost, but now he's found. Then he said he was dead, but now he's alive again. Was he alive once? Was he at home in the house? He was happy. He was still a son, even when he was lost. He was a lost son. I mean, look at the guy, Abraham. Look at Abraham. And the Lazarus, the lost, and the Lazarus and the rich man. When 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 Lazarus died, he looked up at the rich rich man died, he looked up into heaven and he said, Son. He called him son. He was in hell. So he was a lost son. So what I see in this picture, and I want to try to explain this a little bit, what I see there's something lacking in people that puts them in the pig pen. And what I see is lacking is one word. You don't hunger after the right thing. That boy said, give me my inheritance. Doesn't the Bible say we have received the inheritance of God? We have the wonderful heaven in our heart, the joy, the peace. We have, we're seated with Christ in heavenly places at times. God has given us this. Are we squandering it? Do you get the picture? Are we swandering it? Or are we burying it in the ground? At least collect a little interest? 30, 60, 90? What are you doing with this gift that God has given you? Have you led somebody to Jesus? Have you talked to somebody this week? Your children, have you prayed? Let's just take it, just me, myself. How much time have you spent this week with God? To enjoy this gift with him. To experience this wonderful, it says few there be that find it, eternal life. That's what it says, eternal life. Many shall seek, but few there be that find eternal life. I've found it. See, there's many people believe in Jesus, but have you received the gift? And once you receive this gift, boy, take care of it. Take you know, God wanted to give us that gift. I was thinking, one of the girls worked for me asked me this week, what kind of candy do you like? I said, well, Reese Cup is my best candy. So sure enough, here comes a huge bowl of Reese Cup for Christmas. She wanted to bless me. And God wants to bless us. I'm not talking about Reese Cup, but he wants to bless us with joy and peace. He wants to fill us so that your neighbors, your family see that you've got something they don't have. 
That's what's going to win him to Jesus. It says in him was life, and that life was the light of the world. I'm not going to hide my, uh, my light under the bushel. We want to let it shine. And what is that light? It's the life of Christ, the joy, the peace, the long-suffering, temperance, all these things that we have that God gives us in the Holy Spirit. So what happens in the pig? What, what is this pig pen? Is it, is it when we're playing on this and we're watching movies that are not up building? Did you know you can't hardly ever watch a movie with a little stupid scene or two in it that has almost sexually bad or pictures of half-naked people or three-quarter, four-quarter, four-quarter of the whole naked, not, not quite, you know. Did you know that? I mean, I know that even in Christian movies. I thought I'd watch David one time. About to, you know, I watched David, and then he shows him slipping with Bathsheba. Yikes, I had to turn away when they, when they went to where they shouldn't have gone. I mean, Bathsheba's there, and she's 90% naked laying on the bed, and it's supposed to be a Christian movie. That's how the devil comes, 90% right. Eve, he said, why, that'll make you smart. Why, it's good to look at. Yeah. You won't die. He was even right there. She didn't die that day. She was looking at physically, but he died spiritually. He's a liar from the beginning. He's in darkness, and him is no light. And that's how he comes. And if you're going to make it to heaven, you better stay close to Jesus, the light. Because if you think you can make it, and you ain't burning your heart to please God, there's not something in your heart burning to pray, and you have no hunger to pray, desire. You're in the pig pen, just to speak plain. See, that guy didn't get hungry until he ended up lost at all. And there's, you feel that way sometimes, like, where's this joy? Where's this what I had in the beginning? Where is this glorious freedom where the Spirit of the Lord is their liberty? Where is this that I receive? I remember back there. Yeah, you do, but don't, that won't get you to heaven. You better be having something today. That guy had it back there. Remember one difference in these three. The father didn't go after him here. The other two, they went after him. The father didn't go after this one. He knew better. If God has given you the gift, if he's given you the abschaft, which is the gift, I leave and I promise you, I will send you the comforter. If I don't leave, you can't get them. And what are we going to do with this gift? So if you, we feel that way, but all of a sudden, he got sick and tired of watching the wrong stuff, playing the wrong games, having this feeling of misery and being hungry. He got hungry. See? What, he got hungry. Until a person feels that hunger after righteousness. If you thirst, hunger and thirst, you shall be filled. You don't want to lose that each and every day. You eat food every day. You've got to keep that hunger. And that boy got it. He saw that he squandered it away. And if you're here this morning and you see that you've been spending time with the wrong stuff, and you don't feel that closeness to your father. And you say, you know what? What am I doing here? I want to go back where I got it. I want to go back 
and receive the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to go back. The Father's looking. He's waiting. You've got to get up and do something. Don't keep living like that. Don't keep. You're lost. It says there. Jesus said, if you look warm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. Many places, if you just start reading your Bible, every chapter in the New Testament almost, you know, we have this thing where don't let the devil condemn you. If you don't feel right, you just believe in Jesus and everything will be all right. We all fail, we all do this, and I understand all that. And Isaiah says they put pillows under the people's arms to hold them up so they can just keep on going. Well, there's a reason you don't feel. There's a, if you got the gift, I'm speaking to people who have this gift, and you don't feel where you ought to be, sometimes you can tell the difference if it's God trying to chastise you, if he's trying to draw you near, or if you've done something. You can try all you want to try to make yourself believe, make yourself believe that, well, that's just the devil telling me, I believe in Jesus and I know he died for me. You can make yourself believe that all day long. If you've done something you're not, he's not happy with, before that's made right, you ain't going to get it. You can have 50 people pat you on the back and say, it's going to be all right. You know, you just believe Jesus died for you. Well, I know he did, but something ain't right. You know what you did. And if you don't, you better get serious and ask him. He'll show you. I usually know because I try to walk in it, and then just like that. How do we end up in the pig pen? It's very simple. You know, I can go on vacation to Florida, and I'm so busy enjoying all the, the, the sunshine and everything and everything that I don't, somehow I didn't take time. And I've traveled a lot, and I always took time every day. The campground, even if I parked at a Walmart for the night, I'd go for a walk, and there was always some little spot I could meet Jesus. Especially if you're in Florida on the beach with a ocean. Can you go there for a week or two and not even and then you wonder why when you, why you have nothing to talk about him? You wonder why there's something missing? Of course that could be Bahamas too by the way. Could be anywhere like that. Did you seek God? Or do we oh I'm so busy. I'm just talking plain. Because God wants to build the church. And he wants to build it with people that are on fire. And if we get lukewarm, he can't use us to build the church. I want it to be used of God. I want to make it to heaven, you know, be used of God, but make it to heaven and do his will. That's what I'm here for now. I'm not here, I'm here to, I got the restaurant, but I'm here to do his will. That's it. If he wants me to, to go somewhere, I'll go. But I got to make sure it's his will. Because I am not going to do something, if I know better, that will displease my Lord. And if you've got your phone, and if you ask yourself, Jesus, I'm going to watch this movie. Here, you watch it with me. I like football, but I cannot sit there and watch a football game. I've even tried to start for five minutes, and then I start getting the conscience saying, well, we should have for wasted I don't to watch it. Get the Jesus to hook and watch it? Nah, obviously, we didn't see it up front. <laughs> He don't have to watch it. <laughs> he don't waste his time. You think Paul would have sat around watching football games? 
What about all these disciples? They all died for their faith. You think they waste their time looking at things on here? That's why they talk like they do. That's why they warn us like they do. I'm trying to stir you up. That gift that you have in you. The Holy Ghost gift if you're born again. Trying to stir you up to seek God and to say, Lord, stir the fire. I need another wave of glory. I need another wave of glory, Lord. My heart is cold. My face is cold. My heart is stiff. Lord, help me. And he will. If you hunger after God, I tell you, it's a life that's way above this other garbage. Thank you.